welcome to Dumb Girl Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Fury. Here we talk all things about wellness, relationships, business, and sexuality. Nothing is really dumb, and there's always something we can all learn in each episode that will continue to help you evolve into your best self. Thank you for listening. So today's episode is with this amazing, incredible, confident woman, Carla Maria Cadotti. So Carla is a psychic medium, and she's a theta healer. She's an intuitive counselor, and she's a Reiki, crystal, and sound healer, as well as nutrition coach. She is the owner of the business Guided by Divine. Carla has also been featured in Horrible Bosses, and she used to be a national bikini and figure competitor. And she also has been a model as well as what would be considered a pinup model in a lot of uh, I guess just different magazines. So a little bit, little bit of a backstory. I was a national figure competitor for about 10, 11 years. And prior to moving to Los Angeles, I was living in New Jersey and I would look up on the computer, all these things in related to Los Angeles, where I was going to be moving. And at the time I was going for my pro card. So I knew that I would be working out at Gold's Gym. So I'm looking up every single thing in relation to competitions, being a figure competitor. And Carla literally was like in every picture that kept showing up. And one of the things that really like stood out was her confidence. I was like, oh my God, this girl is amazing. Like, I would love to meet this girl. Like, she's doing exactly what I want to do in fitness. She's just, just the way that she carries herself is so amazing. And I just really love that. And I find it to be incredibly attractive as a woman and, and a woman who also has a business. So long story short, I eventually met Carla at one of the competitions that we were training with one of the same trainers that we were working with at the same time. And she was the most helpful, incredibly sweet person from the moment that I met her. It was like, I feel as if a part of me was like meant to be this girl's friend, but meeting her, I was like, whoa. I was just like, the first thing was like, what is that you do to win these competitions? Like, what's your diet? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I'm trying to do this. And she was always like, okay, honey, like, I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help you. And to this day, I'm probably, I've been friends with this girl, I don't know, maybe eight, nine, 10 years. And she's still through the door is like, okay, whatever you need to do, whatever you need to do. So we welcome to Dumb Girl Podcast, Carla Marie Cadotti. Thank you for being here, Carla. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jessica. Yeah. I mean, you're, you definitely have inspired me in so many ways with your confidence. So um, I would love for you to introduce yourself to our audience. Okay. Thank you. Um, well, it's so nice to be here today. And thank you. Um, as Jess said, my name is Carla. And, you know, I've... <laughs> had a lot of different activities, hobbies, things that I've pursued throughout the years, um, but now primarily working um, and focusing on my business, Guided by Divine, as an intuitive counselor, psychic medium, and energy worker. So I want you to take me like all the way back. I am, I was reading like this incredible article about you being 
uh, a recovered domestic violence victim, as well as a rape, a rape victim, as well as you've been abused and so many things that you define yourself as a survivor from your childhood. So can you just give me and the others listening a little bit of a background of what that was like when you were experiencing it and where it has transcended to where you are now? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that everything kind of in life is an experience for us to learn from. And it's like really one thing I discovered over time was just how we can reframe things that we've been through <laughs> to kind of, you know, help us on our healing journey. So, you know, I was fortunate to have, you know, really great parents and overall really good childhood, but unfortunately did experience, um, you know, a decent amount of childhood sexual abuse throughout my earlier years into my early teens, right? And um, so there's a couple of different people. And for a long time, that was something that had really actually caused a lot of turmoil for my life. I did struggle with, you know, drug addiction and stuff at a young age for like over a decade on and off. And as a, as a result, a lot of, you know, psychological type of issues. But, you know, at the same time, those are all of kind of those experiences, you know, that led to different things, right? So obviously growing up, then you start dating, um, you know, when you kind of had a tumultuous past as a child or been through abusive, abusive experiences, sometimes you then attract partners, you know, that tend to be of that same vibration or that same type of energy. So that's something that I kind of did struggle with at some point or that, you know, kind of came up in life, but it was also what I say was kind of a call to healing, a call to like bring my attention to the things, the patterns that were repeating and playing in my life and attracting to me these various circumstances to kind of shed light. I felt and found out later on the aspects of me that weren't healed. Right. So in a way, those things that, you know, weren't so great were actually everything that shaped me to kind of the path that I'm on now and all of the experiences that I got to have on the way. Well, what were those patterns that you were doing that were bringing up those relationships that you really just had to be like, wait, this is not serving a purpose yeah. anymore? Um, I think, you know, at the... At first, you know, with addiction, obviously, in those earlier years of like having struggled with addiction, of course, you're dealing with partners that are generally also addicts as well. Right. And, you know, living in Hollywood and in L.A. at that time, kind of in the entertainment industry and all that stuff, that can be a very common thing there, you know. And so there's kind of walking that fine line between the partying and then also, um, you know, the more substance abuse, regular addictive aspects of it. But I think a lot of the patterning was kind of that because of rather unhealthy sort of attitudes or just even accepting or, you know, experiences of like, oh, okay, you know, a lot of the times when you're especially a child or somebody who's, you know, experienced you know, certain types of abuse or sexual abuse from, you know, a person it's that's close to you. It's a very kind of mixed thing because it's generally someone you've trusted, somebody that you may have loved and cared for. And so as you get older, then it kind of shapes these weird things to where love or somebody who cares about you, you know, abuse 
is kind of coupled in with that. So then when you attract partners and later, they may not be sexually abusive, but emotionally abusive, manipulative, or even physically abusive. You know, it's like if you're patterning or the things that you'd been used to even in childhood, sometimes, you know, those things came together or they came in the same person you know, it can be difficult as an adult, or I think as a lot of women that I've known that have sometimes attracted abusive relationships or had those often had some kind of patterning or experiences in childhood to where there was kind of a distortion around love or caretakers or the people that you trust and you care about, right? And what you'll tolerate or what you think is acceptable, or sometimes also a great degree of self-blame, right? Like, oh, I must have done something to deserve this. I must have done something to cause this person to act in this way, because that's something that, you know, for myself as a child, I, um, even when secrets or things like that came out to say, you know, parental figures or people who I trusted and cared or that found out about it, you know, there was always kind of a degree of questioning of like, well, is there something you did to make this person feel this was okay, right? And so you then as a woman or, you know, a victim or survivor of that naturally kind of get embedded with that programming of like, oh, I'm at fault somehow, right? So if you end up with a partner maybe who doesn't treat you well, who's emotionally or physically abusive, that unhealed child, if that's still there, will come out and go, oh, they acted this way because of something I did, or I must be wrong or at fault. And when you say that you were finding an attraction to these things, because Mm -hmm. if you're constantly showing up in the same exact relationship, Mm -hmm. what is it that you were doing that you can constantly attracted the same exact person? What were the behaviors that you were doing that you sort of looked at and was like, oh, this is actually something that I was doing and this is what it turned into? Um, I would say the behavior was more so making excuses for people's behaviors, right? Versus taking someone for what they were and what they were showing me, um, going through the cycle of self-blame or a lot of the time, you know, what they say, you know, like, one of my favorite things, you know, my Angelo had said it, like if when somebody shows you who they are, right, believe them the first time, right? Whatever that is, that pattern, that negative trait is going to repeat itself over and over again. And that really sticks out in my mind now, because when I was going through those things, that was kind of the thing was like, I would not want to believe necessarily that, oh, this person had those qualities in them. If they had been good to me before, I would hold on to what was good versus seeing the truth of all the rest that comes with it. Somebody can be amazing in some ways, but have some very major behavioral flaws or things that are just unacceptable in a relationship that play out. But, you know, I would justify that, well, they love me, they care about me. Oh, you know, they have potential versus seeing somebody for who they are. Because someone can have potential and never realize that. It's important to see, okay, if they have that potential, what are they doing to work with it, right? If Are they on this path to healing? Are they If they have these certain flaws or these things that they do that are hurtful to others, what are they doing to, excuse me, heal that, correct that, or change that versus, okay, making an excuse for it, right? Or enabling that behavior. Because that was a big thing. It was kind of like enabling others to mistreat or to, you know, do things that may be hurtful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely say that I've had experiences with that. 
And it's just like you constantly go back for like simple things. Like Mm -hmm. I love spending time with them. Like, you know, sex is good. You know, like (laughs) I love being around their energy. Like it's always those like little simple things instead of really seeing inside Mm -hmm. the person. But and then I hear, you know, I'm listening to you say that quote. And at the same time is that I believe that people have the power to change themselves Mm -hmm. and, and they can see the parts of themselves that we considered flaws or defects or whatever it is that somebody may call them. I believe in those things, you know, transforming mm-hmm. into a place that they can be healed yeah. or recovered, whatever those things are. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that really has helped me connect to a lot of the things that you have such experience with, with like intuitive connections and having your own healing work that you do with your business with Guided by Divine, what was something that went on in your life that turned the corner? Because I know you as Carla, the fitness person, mm-hmm. the supermodel, literally you you were on all these magazines and and the perception that people from the outside perceive you to be is I would tell this a hundred thousand times to someone. It's not the story that's being told. You are an incredibly genuine person. And what was it that actually went on that you were like, wait, there is something besides, you know, fitness and training and being really beautiful and all those things that have gone on that you were like, this is, this is my sole purpose. Um, For me, it was kind of, in a way, almost accidental or unintentional, to be honest, (laughs) you know, Um, sometimes when your soul has a plan for you, I say, you know, it will take over at divine right time or when that moment's meant to come. And, you know, honestly, I probably credit like the worst relationship of my life for bringing me to that point, because, you know, it was needing to heal from an extremely abusive relationship that, you know, had drained me financially, had done a lot of really destructive stuff to my life and, you know, seeking different ways to kind of deal with that. I had PTSD from it. I had a lot of things that were triggering emotions that even though I'd been clean and sober for like probably like six years at this point, were giving me the first time in six years, the desire to use, right? And so that's when I realized, okay, I need some serious help right? And then at that point, I remember that I began to kind of seek the help of intuitives and intuitive healers at that point, right? Just felt like something that I wanted to dabble in or to try. And at that point, you know, they really started to help me to work on my own intuition, right? My own intuition had been telling me the whole time from the very beginning in that relationship that, something really bad was going to happen if I stayed in it, but I just kept talking myself out. And to be honest, like, you know, as I worked with intuitives and other healers, you know, they all said the same thing. They were just kind of like, you know, you have very strong intuitive and psychic gifts, but, and you've had them since childhood, but you just have pushed them away. You don't like it. You don't like what comes with it. You're not comfortable with it. You don't know how to utilize it. And if you step into that, and you approach it differently, or you learn to harness those gifts, they won't cause you suffering. It'll actually bring you the greatest empowerment you've ever had. And they were right, right? And so I kind of trusted that path. And it just kind of was like a runaway train. It just took, 
its own life from there. It just changed everything very quickly. Like there was one point like um, where I had a Kundalini awakening, as they call it. And it's, it was a massive spiritual awakening. And then literally at that point, from that moment on, it was like things started to change very rapidly in all aspects and areas of life. So I feel as if that you've been born being naturally confident. And that is something that as a woman and women who listen to this podcast, a lot of things that people want to work for and they want to grow in different areas to build their confidence, whether it be their career or their relationship or businesses. And what are those things that you started to notice in those relationships? Not to be like red flags or triggers, mm -hmm. but what were those things to help the people that are listening mm -hmm. to be observant, to be aware, to not be like, oh, this is just something that's there. What are some of those things that you help guide others or you were able to see for yourself? Um, I believe that anybody can heal and transform and change. But the biggest thing is that if somebody doesn't have the willingness to do it for themselves, if they don't want to take a step to do it or they don't want to look at it, I will leave because I don't care what the potential is. I don't care how great and wonderful and loving you are in other ways. If you will not take the first step to your healing, that's it, because that is the biggest thing. People can have issues. Everybody has issues and their problems, and that's normal. But it's about what do we do? Are we going to heal that? Are we going to seek the help of a therapist, seek the help of an energy healer? Whatever means it's going to take, meditate, whatever it may be, as long as that person is willing to take the steps to heal that, take some kind of action, that's one thing. If they don't want to take the action, if they have no desire to even acknowledge or if like, you know, you constructively from a place of love or to bring it up to them and they want to deny it or they don't want to look at it, that's the biggest red flag. That's what I say to people because everything else will build from there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, a, that's mm -hmm. really true. I was, I was reading this article about you the other day and you were, you quoted yourself by saying that, um, you know, people perceived you as someone who lacked intelligence and they perceived you as someone that was always given things based off of outside sources. Mm -hmm. And it gave them a false appearance of who you are. And that that's hurtful. I've experienced stuff like that through social media. I've had people send me really hurtful messages. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? I'm, I'm just being myself and it feels good. And I I have a connection to those mm -hmm. things that make me feel good. So, you know, that must have really hurt you when you were hearing those things about yourself. It did, I think, at certain points in my life. Like now, nothing really bothers me anymore yeah. of what people say or perceive or think, you know, like um, because I've just come to realize nothing is really about me. Like, you know, I don't sit there and do the same to others because I don't know. I have no reason to. I think. People should just live as the fullest expression of themselves. And so I think for women especially, you know, because for women there's a lot of pressure sometimes I feel for us to be a certain way, to look a certain way, to, you know, and I think that like the most empower thing, empowering thing a woman can do is to just be 100% uniquely themselves and to just love that. Does it feel good to you? Does it make you happy? Does it light you up? Yeah, then do it, right? 
like a lot of people who may criticize that or say things are people who are too afraid to do things themselves, too afraid to to shine, you know, that truth of who they are. And a lot of the time, that's why they all attack others, because it can be intense for someone who feels they have to shelter and hide themselves to see someone who is just so unapologetically themselves. Personally, for me, I love to see that. I love to see women, men, I don't care who you are doing that, like just you know, because that's beautiful. That's what we're here to do is to be ourselves, not imitate whatever or fit the mold of whatever image, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I completely agree. Exactly. To, I completely agree to that. And I think that because we have that similar past mm-hmm. of being in fitness and competitions, like one of the things that we were connecting and embracing with is that just being so comfortable in our body that mm-hmm. we're not so attached to a diet and calories and this and that and an image of having to just be this perfect shape that we're just like, I'm going to embrace who I am on a day-to-day basis. And and what I look like, I'm going to continue to work on those areas instead of fitting the image of another person. And you work with a lot of people with your business and your business is guided by divine Mm -hmm. and you've had it for about five, six years now. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's great. And what is it exactly when someone says, Hey, Carla, um, I want to do your business of Guided by Divine. Okay. I know that you do like a lot of intuitive counseling and the other stuff that you do with like healing. What is it that if someone says, hey, Carla, I need your help? Um, it's different. Like people come to me for all various types of things. A lot of people start with me um, for like basic psychic readings, right? So they want to either do mediumship to connect with a deceased loved one, right? Because that can be very healing for people, right? Especially if a loved one passes away suddenly, unexpectedly, um, whether it's a pet, whether it's a human, right? Um, Or sometimes people come to me for psychic readings to begin with, like future readings um, about their career, their work, their life, their love relationships, right? Especially at crossroads. A lot of people come to me at crossroads. But generally, a lot of my clients, the majority of them, almost all continue on and they'll usually then transition to either healing work or intuitive counseling. So that would be kind of intuitive counseling is like my favorite because you're marrying like psychic reading with energy work. So it takes a more proactive approach. So if somebody comes to me, an example would be um, they are stuck at this job and they have no idea what's going on because they're very qualified and they keep on trying to apply to places and they cannot get a new job, right? No matter what they do. Um, This has been the theme this year. (laughs) I've had tons of people with this. Or they're stuck in a rut like, okay, I want to, you know, branch out to a different area of the same industry. Like, and but I just get blocked. So there's constant barriers. We'll take a look at it and from the intuitive aspect, kind of connect to source and find out, well, where are those blockages energetically? Is it some programming they're carrying from childhood? Is it something from a previous lifetime? And we kind of go from there, right? So some people come to me for relationship stuff. I, I work with some entire families, like the wow. mom, the dad, the, their, the kids, the grandkids. Yeah, so I have entire families, you know, that I even work with. It, it's it's quite an interesting industry or even just the way that my work works to where I've been blessed to have so many experiences. Like I help people with marriage related stuff, um, with psychological issues, with various things, PTSD, it's all across the board. Um, Addiction, I mean, it's it's just kind of depends on whatever they need help with. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's let's say I call you. Okay. And let's let's do uh like let's do a mini session. Okay. Okay. So I call you and which I actually was entirely ready to do. <laughs> I was like, I was like literally two weeks ago, I was like, you know who I need to see right now? I need to see Carla. Mm-hmm. Um crazy stuff's just been going on. Uh-huh. So uh, let's do a mini session. Okay. So what is it that exactly you do if I'm like, hey, Carla, like this is going on. I'm starting a new career. I mean, okay. I passed the real estate exam. Yes. Last yesterday, it's been extremely overwhelming. My whole entire life just on hold and relationship stuff and just the unknown of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's sort of where I'm at. It's been overwhelming and I feel as if a little bit of a, a, tor- a corner has been turned and this insane amount of blessings just mm-hmm. showered down. I'm like, whoa, within a day. I'm like, whoa, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Well, I'd start probably by asking you, okay, well, what do you want to know or look into specifically, you know, in regards to it? What would you like to know or see? Or, you know, do you have two various paths you want to compare whether it's placing more energy and resources into one versus another. And we'll start from there. Yeah. So I, I do a lot of healing work with okay. myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do ayahuasca. I microdose psilocybin. I work mm-hmm. with a therapist. I work out. I do meditation. Yeah. I write, you know, I can point anybody in the direction if they're looking for the proper healer. And yeah. it works. Absolutely. It works. It has been incredible. I would honestly say that I've been so grounded mm-hmm. like I've never been before in my life. Um, the person that I love very, very much, um, it is important for me to be a good partner mm-hmm. to this person. It is a motivation for me in my career in real in real estate and mm-hmm. the businesses that I want to continue to build in wellness and in the digital world mm-hmm. and to walk this path with this person that, that mm-hmm. I love. And I focus on myself and doing the work. And a lot of where I get overwhelmed with anxiety mm-hmm. or just little bits of fear that come in is like, wait, um, where's the certainty? Mm-hmm. I need to know like this is going to happen and that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like taking the right steps. I'm like, okay. And then there's some days that I'm like, okay, I can let it go. I can be guided. I can be super present in mm-hmm. the day. And then I get these overwhelming moments of like, wait, I need an answer right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So what would you like an answer to? Like, what would the question be? If you could think of a question, would it be in regards to what does it look like in the future with this, with the real estate stuff? What would you like to know? Let's go simple. Let's go real estate. Okay. Wonderful. And what do you want to look at in regards to real estate? Um, In regard to my career and the different avenues that I will create and the opportunities. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what comes in. Give me one more. Okay. Okay. So the first thing that I hear is I see four people. I see four people that are really coming forward to help, right? And um, they're very experienced in it, especially two of them. I see one main person that looks like they are really going to help to shape and to groom you a lot. And it's a woman. 
Um, I really like her energy, whoever she is. Um, I think you may already have been spoke, speaking to her or you know her already. Else. You're going to make me cry. I know, literally you already know her. Whoever it is, all I get is trust her. She is going to really, um, there's something about whoever she is that she can like take her experience and within a year or two, like you'll be where people who have been working for five years or more are at, right? Because I'll be honest, I do see um, you will still continue to train your clients and you're going to love them and have a great relationship with them. But I don't see you doing that as your primary work within about one and a half, two years. I see real estate being your focus. And because for you, what I see happening is it's going to grow. There's going to, it's going to take a little time in the beginning, but you're going to have your mentors. So don't worry, you know, like, especially whoever this woman is, is going to really show you the way. Like there's something about her. She likes to empower others and to take what she's learned and to just really help others to then find their way to develop that gift. Like you're going to have your own spin, but she will show you kind of like how to, I guess, pave the path and set your foundation to build. Right. Um, but it's going to do very well for you. At two years, that's where I see kind of it's really your full-time work. You're still going to have everything else you're doing. But like at that point, that's where you feel the most balanced because you'll be able to like pursue all your other activities and have the money to do it, the freedom to do it schedule-wise, right? But the biggest thing I hear for you right now is just don't worry. Like you're so much more supported in this transition than you know. Right. And and people are going to come in more so still to help you. Um, you know, for some people, it can I know a lot of real estate agents and can be difficult sometimes break into. But you're you know, you've created and manifested over the years the people that are already coming in. Right. That's already been determined. That's already a part of it. Right. Like, of course, will there be stress in times where you're getting to know something new? Yes. But it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of growth that is going to come from it on every level. And I really see you shining and smiling and just like, oh, my gosh, this is the life I've created for myself. Like, right. And especially a couple of years from now, it's going to be drastically different from now. And but you're going to be so happy with it. I mean, the. I would I would honestly say within the last two weeks, the amount of things that have gone on emotionally, mm -hmm. it's been it's been really emotional mm -hmm. with the studying, just the yeah. amount of emotion. And I just, it was just like, oh my God, it's so heavy. Mm -hmm. And yesterday when I passed my test, there was almost like 50 pounds that was taken off of me yeah. that I kept trying to lose. Yeah. It's been one of the happiest decisions I've made of my life. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I continue to say because the simplest thing is dressing up for work is literally what's making my heart smile. Mm -hmm. I cannot even explain to someone how <laughs> much I love that part of it and just yeah. the opportunity and the fun that can come from it. It's funny, you you mentioned this one woman mm -hmm. and I immediately thought of this woman. Uh -huh. She she is a client of mine. Okay. And she is in the real estate world. Mm -hmm. And I'll just, you know, and I texted her today and she was like, I had a feeling that you took the mm -hmm. test. I was like, okay, this is a little too much. Yeah. I'm just hearing that. Um, I wish I could know who the other three people are. I feel that some of them are going to come in through her, but she's the one. She's the one. Yeah. Yeah. She, I, 
you know, it was like me telling you, I feel as if like an angel, like an yeah. angel just showed up at my house. And yeah. I was like, whoa. And then I have learned through my experience through friends who are mm-hmm. also in the same exact field as you and the woman that I work with, mm-hmm. you know, they, they teach me to stand my ground as a partner mm-hmm. and to stay grounded and to turn to the person that I love and say, you know, this is where I am and this is where I want to go mm-hmm. and this is where I want to grow and evolve and ex- and expand. And what are those things that you feel as if that can work best with me moving forward? Okay, let's see. Give me a moment to check. Okay, so the first thing I hear is understanding, but in regards to self-understanding, not understanding for your partner, but self-understanding. Let me ask what is being specified by that here. So the first thing that comes up is understanding um, in the regards, and you already started this, you know, I'm hearing is like, okay, what triggers you? And why? What what emotions and feelings is it bringing up in you? And then trailing it back to what is the past experience that it's actually triggering, they're saying, right? Because they're saying that when you're feeling triggered, when certain things are coming up, it, it, it's actually, if we trace all the way back, and I see even little like young baby Jessica, right? Because everything can sometimes still even, even though it's completely and drastically different from where you're at now, if there was, say, something that happened um, and it triggers the emotion of abandonment or possible abandonment or betrayal in any way, right? And you go back to the little girl, okay, when were moments and experiences that maybe you felt that? Maybe you were five years old and, you know, your mom or dad was late to pick you up from school or something occurred, right? They're saying that that self-understanding and being able to tie it back and healing whatever version of yourself or age of yourself first felt those emotions, that's going to heal it. Because they're saying that when you feel things or you get the triggers, it's not necessarily about the action the person's taking. It's about the emotion that's coming up, that's tying back to an experience that just needs to be healed. So as that occurs, you'll be able to show up for your partner more because you'll be able to realize, okay, it's not necessarily about this. This is what it is. And when you heal that piece of you that's still that gets you know all worked up when the trigger comes up you'll be able to work with your partner more constructively on whatever it is because you'll be coming from a place of neutrality yeah right i mean i mm-hmm. i'm aware of some of those things are yeah. i mean pe- we have a natural born fear inside mm-hmm. of us yeah and i think that we were talking about this like some of the things that i used to be afraid to communicate mm-hmm. about i'm not afraid to communicate yeah, about exactly. those things and i feel as if it was like one day i was and then the next day i was like wait whatever happens to that fear now yeah. it's like gone and i think a, that's just something natural that mm-hmm. we have and then and then another is like the uncertainty the mm-hmm. uncertainty of the unknown of like if I'm doing something today and it's the right thing, mm-hmm. will it lead to the place that I want to go? Mm-hmm. And that's where I always come back to that. And I always come back to that. I lead with love mm-hmm. and I lead with gratitude. And those things really help me. And a lot of those things are really something that I'm learning more and more. And that's honesty. That's mm-hmm. different of being like, I'm just being honest, but you know, the steak that you made last night wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. It's more of being like, this is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's this level of honesty where it's like, I'm not afraid to be honest. And I think that that's something that has been really helpful for me. I would say that meditation yes. and writing 
writing has helped me write all the words mm-hmm. out of what I'm feeling. That's right. And I look for that intuitive direction. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very good place. How do people open themselves up or how do I open myself up to those things that I want to be available to? Okay. Everybody is different. So let's see here. For you, you're very good at manifesting, I hear, right? So the approach for everyone will be different. Um, For you, what I'm hearing is, as far as opening that up, it's like getting very clear, like exact on what you want, what exact on what you want and, you know, limitless, regardless of what other people say. Oh, you can't have, you know, I hate the saying, oh, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yes, you can. (laughs) You know, like I just, I really am not about that. Um, And I'm hearing for you getting clear on what you want, writing it down and meditation, meditating upon that. Right. And then just taking the small action steps towards that, even in the relationship, writing it down. What is it that you want it to be exactly? Yeah. And to feel like and to know, you know, deep in your heart, you know, that you're deserving of it. You can have it all because they say you're very good at manifesting. That's the first thing your guide says that you can create. You have the power to do that. And you're very good at that. Some people are not as good. Right. And if you get clear on that, but then they say also that you just need to be reminded that your manifestations, you can give them the potential and the permission to evolve to their next greatest form. Right. Because they're saying sometimes that like there might be a subconscious thing that's like, okay, but what if I want something different or what if I want to add to it? Just knowing that. Right. That you can always expand on that creation. Because for you, that's kind of what's going to happen with your real estate is like all of the manifesting and the things you've done for years before is what's about to to fruit and to bloom. That's what's coming right now. It's not any different in your love relationship. You can do it the same exact way. Right. And it'll happen. Right. Because you're already actively creating all of the stuff that is now coming about. Right. All these shifts in the healing, all that's happening is that you know, any lessons you needed to learn, the soul's integrating them. They're done. Those chapters are closing. And like, that's why you feel all this intensity. There is a lot of quote unquote uncertainty, but it's because you're painting the canvas now, but it's all good stuff that you're not sure of yet. Like there's so much coming that is amazing. Yeah. It's really, I don't know. It's really something that's been kind of wild, Carla. And I've, I was given this advice by the same woman that we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. And I texted to her before, and I keep saying it to other people. I said, when you went through a really challenging time, what was the one thing that you did? And what was the advice that you would, you would give me? And she said, I anchored myself in my meditation, in my vision. Mm-hmm. And I kept reassuring that thing because my anchor is my vision. Mm-hmm. Keep anchoring yourself mm-hmm. in your vision and just every time you meditate, let that be the exact thing. Yeah. So I like tell her sometimes like, oh, it's my anchor. It's my yeah. anchor. And today I was like, you, thank you. I was yeah. like, because that was my anchor. And I just, and I think one of those things that come up with myself and maybe others and, and what I'm learning just through like therapy and friends mm-hmm. like yourself is like, you can shift the way that you talk and things start to mm-hmm. evolve. Yes. You know, so it's like the woman was like, take out the word try. Mm-hmm. Every time you talk, take out the word try and say, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And the moment that I started to do that, mm-hmm. like things started to unfold. She told me to like put a vision board back up mm-hmm. and I just, 
write about it and I just look about it and I observe about it. And it's like, what would be the steps that you would now tell me to take in towards those directions, whether it be releasing of the fear, the uncertainty, or just moving in the direction of where I'm looking to go? For you, writing it down, right? There's a lot of power in the written word, especially for you. Um, Writing it down and revisiting it, right? So you do a lot of writing, like writing it down, reading it, like, um, you know, have you, they, they talk about like this method of manifesting or certain things. Um, they call it like the three, six, nine, right? Where in the morning, right, you write down three times, right? What it is that you are wanting to create, bring in, and then you will focus on, you know, three actions you'll take towards it. Then in the afternoon, you revisit it, you write down the same thing six times, and then in the evening before bed nine times, right? And so, you know, it keeps you kind of accountable, but it helps you then to set up small steps, like daily attainable things and roadmaps, right? That you're working every day, the tiniest action, right? Until that kind of creates that shift, the visualization, everything else, right? And to just stepping into your heart for you and letting that guide each action every single day. Right. So three, six, nine, mm-hmm. I write it in the morning three times by mm-hmm. intention and three actions that you will take that day. Okay. Towards it. And then in the afternoon, you just will revisit and you write the same intention, you know, six times, but you take time to visualize and to feel and to picture yourself right with that already as if it's here now. Right. How does it feel? What does it look like? What are the circumstances around it? And then again, in the evening, you write it down nine more times and then you take time again to meditate for a few minutes and to just focus on the feeling and picturing it as if it's here right now. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, My morning routine Mm -hmm. is probably one of my most, I don't want to say sacred, but self-nurturing times. Mm -hmm. I love that. It is so important to me. And I talk about it on like my story and I talk about my writing and it's almost like my not my Mm non-negotiable. I'm like, no, I write, I have coffee, I I meditate. What are some of the things in your morning routine Mm -hmm. that you do? And it's a daily thing that you do and how it has helped you and maybe others that can help others as well. Uh, meditation is a really big one for me. I like to start my day with meditating because for myself personally, that kind of sets the tone for my day. It allows me to get grounded, allows me to really, you know, as an intuitive, it's a little different. I generally like to do a future reading um, for my day. Like, okay, what is there coming about that I need to know about today? Is there anything I need to be aware of um, that I need to look into with clients or that I should know before I start my day, right? So literally a future reading of anything important. Am I going to be running late to a certain place and need 30 minutes extra? Um, and then just meditating, just to get grounded, just to come into my body and to just clear out any energies or to also focus on receiving anything I need to know for the day or for the week and moving forward? Is there any challenges that are going to come about? And for myself, just like you, meditation is key. And then obviously, you know, doing kind of like the little 369 process, setting my intentions for the day or what are the things that I'm trying to call into my life? Because I feel that when you first wake up, that's a really valuable time, right? You're coming out of that dream state, you're beginning your day. And you know, what I tell people is if you can, like, you know, a lot of people don't want to meditate for something in the morning, but what I find is that anything that kind of comes my way, no matter what it is, good or quote unquote bad, if I start my day centered like that, it just, 
I don't know, just I, everything, I can handle it. There's no problem. I'm prepared and I'm ready. And I feel like I'm in a good, clear state to do so, right? Yeah, I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading an article and uh, the same article was called Unbreakable mm-hmm. and it was talking about you. Mm-hmm. And I was reading it and almost all these chills just came down my body and it's just from knowing you and your transformation and all you've shared mm-hmm. today. And you said, I'm proud of who I am. And mm-hmm. what does that mean to you now with where you are and how can it help those that are listening? Um, I think what it is, is that it means to me not needing anybody else's approval or acceptance of my life and my accomplishments in order to be proud of what I've done, what I've overcome and who I am, right? And also, you know, what it is too is like, it's just this embracing and loving of all that has been created in my life by me and by others and everything that it's brought me to now, every experience, good or bad, right? Like, that's the big thing. It's like, sometimes we get so caught up in what other people are thinking if they they see our lives as something that, oh, I would, you know, I look up to that or, oh, that's an accomplishment, right? Like, to be proud in ourselves is the biggest thing, no matter what it is, like even the smallest things, like, you know, the tiniest accomplishments, like something maybe I've struggled with for a while. And that was so simple for other people that I got to do. And I can just be like, wow, I'm really proud of myself for just the smallest thing. Like if I'm not motivated to go to spin class and I go, oh, I'm really proud of myself that I went, right? If you can find little ways to be proud of yourself every day, it's like you just there's a purpose. There's a like purposefulness to everything you do. You know what I mean? And it that will build confidence in itself. It doesn't matter if other people think it's stupid or it does they can't relate to that, right? Because what I find is that then in that, you know, it just reframes everything, right? You feel like, I don't know, like you just feel better about yourself. You feel like, you know what? Even if it was a bad day, if I accomplished these small things and I did this, no matter what you're going through you know, you can know that you're not wasting your life. You can know that you're moving in a positive direction. Maybe it's a hard time, but you can still be proud of yourself and go, you know what? I'm doing the work to change this. And I know that things are going to be better because of this little amount of effort today. Yeah. And that's so, so amazing for you to say. And I would (laughs) honestly say, going back to that quote that you always think of, (laughs) that the person that you originally meet is the person that you are. And that exactly is the person that I met when I met you, you were helpful as ever. The moment that I met you, I was like, oh my God, like you, you were like, fine, honey, I'll help you. I was like, I want to get my body to be in this place to be a pro. And you were like, fine, I'll help you. And you were so confident with helping another person. And I, I also am so grateful because you did bring that today. You did. And I appreciate that. So where can you be found? Where can people find you? Where can people connect to you? Um, The best place for people to find me um, would be either on Instagram at Carla Maria XOXO. And that's Carla with a C or my website guidedbydivine.com. So that's just G-U-I-D-E-D-B-Y-D-I-V-I-N-E.com. Okay, cool. So I'll put that all in the show notes um, or you can just follow us at Dumb Girl Mm -hmm. Podcasts or you can follow me, your host at Jessica J. Fury. We are live on all podcasts and music platforms. I appreciate you guys being here and thank you again for listening and be well.
Thank you. Thank you. That was so great. Thank you.